Recorded live. Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be across the nation or around the world. Once again, you are listening to the VMware Communities Roundtable Podcast. This is podcast number 424. My name is Eric Nielsen, and with me I have today my co-host, John White. John, you're back. It's Wednesday, March 7th. 2018. How you doing? Doing well. Back again. Back in the saddle. Back in black. They're making you work around here. Oh, right? my goodness. Customer meetings, quarterly business reviews, executive alignment. Yeah, it's kind of like it's like we used to have to do all this in January. So sometimes we would miss podcasts because right. we're all busy kicking off the new year. But now we're kicking off the new year a month later because our, our year starts in February. So Absolutely. It, is, it has been that way. Right. And uh and today we had a product launch in classic fashion. We always get a product launch at the beginning of the year, sometimes in February. Right. And so it's March and we're doing a product launch, which was uh, the vCloud, uh, Amazon AWS vCloud uh, in Europe announcement. VMware Cloud on AWS. Yeah. And nice. I think London, I want to say. Yeah, I think it is London. And then yeah. they're going to roll it out through other data centers in Europe in the next couple months or so. So right. Pat talked about that. They had a live stream. It was pretty nice. Yeah. Right. I don't know if anybody caught the live stream, but the live stream, the graphics and the way they were showing Pat members, we look like yeah. a totally new, modern, hip cloud company. Right? <laughs> I, like, I, I felt like I needed to take a shower and dress up better because this, this company's changing. Yeah, I actually did watch the live stream, and that is why I took a shower. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I was actually really impressed with uh, the presentation. I thought uh, Ray O'Farrell did a really nice job. Uh, Ray's always yeah, great. He was he has matured. Even he looks professional and great. You know, <laughs> he used to be the cool the engineering developer guy, and now he's starting to look that polished look as well. So uh, really neat announcement this morning. Uh, other things in the news. Well, on the show today, let's get to the show to just talk a little bit. We've got Kyle Ruddy, uh, PowerCLI 10 is out and uh, available now. He's the senior technical marketing engineer. If you listen to the podcast, we have Kyle on now and again. And uh, Ten is out, so we, we can't we can't not have ten come out and not bring Kyle back on Absolutely. and talk. Absolutely. So Kyle's on the call. We'll get to him right after the news. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about the news. One um, again, the vCloud uh, announcement on AWS in Europe, pretty cool. Plus they are they're doing new technical feature releases on that about once every three months. So yeah. uh, it was interesting to hear them talk about the new feature cadence. So it's almost like you can't keep up with all the features that are coming out. I'm excited really about that. I, just right. the idea that we're going to be releasing features on like, you know, every few months instead of every other year. Right. Right. Know? So pretty, pretty neat there. Good conversation. Good story around hybrid versus, you know, on AWS. Uh, and then, you know, also the you know, HTML, uh, the, sorry, the, uh, the, the mobile cloud as well. I think, I think that, that, that whole cloud ubiquitous cloud story that Ray was talking about is uh, actually pretty cool. So that, that was good. That uh, was a live event, but you can go watch it on Facebook. It's, uh, you can watch it anytime. It just, it just streams. Uh, they record it, and it's out there. So we'll be pushing it out on social. So if you didn't get up in California at 8 a.m. to go watch that guy, don't worry. You can go watch it, and I would recommend watching it. It's actually really pretty good and kind of keeps you up to speed with what we're doing in the cloud space. So pretty neat there. Uh, other things in the news, V experts uh, nominations are all in. Uh, we're processing them, and we will be done this Friday. We're having a big processing party this afternoon uh, with the team uh, working uh, on on those. We've we've gone through mm, there were two thousand applications this year, wow. so uh, and we've went through every one. Now we have it in the automated tools, so it's easy to go through and 
click through, see your applications, and then go look at your Twitter account, go look at your blog right from this tool. So we're doing a much better job of processing apps. That's really cool. But I'm just, I mean, you got me on the word party. There's a party, you're saying. Uh, we're having a processing party, right? So it's us getting it. You used to call these things war room parties or war rooms, and then it was war room party, and now it's just like we'll have a party and we'll do some work. Gotcha. So right. if you say it's a war room, then yeah, you it kind of sounds grim. Yeah, it does. Right? Okay. We don't really call it that. We call so you're, it a, you're a all, social gathering. You're all doing work in the same room, yeah. maybe with pizza, and it's a yeah. party, yeah. not a war room. Yeah, and it, it's really great for everybody to get exposure. We'll put it on a, on a big screen projector so everybody in the room can see the apps and kind of look. Uh, and we also have now in the app the ability to defer people. So that that's where there's borderline cases, and Absolutely, then we yeah. can we can project the defers and have a conversation about the defers. So, Absolutely, and yeah. that's where the feedback comes from that you're talking about, where the where the person hears, oh hey, why don't you do a little bit more of this, and yeah. that would be favorable to you. I want another time. button that we're going to try to build into the app next for next year, where um, I can hit last time unless you do better. Because <laughs> you look at some of these people, they've been in there three or four years, sure. but you're watching their content slow down and kind of like they, right. you know, they're right on that edge, but they've always been there and they are evangelists and they are well-known, mm-hmm. but you're kind of like, you only wrote three blogs last year right. and you tweeted a lot of VMworld, but then, you know, and then oddly enough, you watch them and they'll do a blog right before the, the expert submission. Oh, right? my They'll do some tweets about, the, you're like, and you're like, okay, so how about the rest of the year? Right. So anyway, we're processing those. That's fun. And we should be done by the end of today. And then we're going to announce those uh, coming up on Friday. So thanks for everybody for being patient. Um, and then finally, VMworld Call for Papers uh, closes on the 13th of this month. So you only have a few more days to get in uh, before it's closing. It's like one more week almost. For future yeah. listeners, that's March 13th, 2018. Yeah, 2018, March 13th. Yep. Uh, so if, if you're, if you're yeah, listening yeah. to this in 2020, it's 2020, too late. Too late. Knowing TalkShoe, that's about when they'll actually get it published. So put them bump. Um, so maybe you want to get them in on the 12th so that you don't miss it, right? Yeah, you know, definitely. They, they close that, they close them up, and then it's much harder to do. Um, we are doing the VMTN papers as well. Uh, Allison Cook was on campus yesterday, so came all the way over from, I think, Australia. Uh, nice. And, yeah, he's here for some other some other events, but he came into the campus. We spent an afternoon with Allison, Al, uh, Alistair Cook, and um, a lot of fun. He's, he's a great guy. And nice. uh, brown bag stuff is really neat. Um, and you know he's been doing it long enough that he can get some sarcastic, uh, snarky jokes in there as well. <laughs> but uh, actually, they're doing really well, and it's a lot of fun. And he seems uh, pretty doing really well, so I'm really happy for them. And we had such a good, uh, good event last year with everybody. We're pretty much keeping the same format. We're not going to change it up much. Um, trying to get as many as we can in. Try to pay for some of the passes for people that need them. Uh, and uh, and this time the uh, VMware VM World Events Team sent like a t- contingent of like three people to the meeting to meet him so that um, Very nice. so that we can kind of coordinate some of the other stuff that we're, we want to do with that. So. Uh, and that's a result of the good turnout. Yeah, that's right? exactly what it was. The VMworld mm-hmm. team isn't going to send anybody for something that nobody showed up to. I, I just can't say enough good things about B. Brownbag. They, they're just doing an amazing job. Their library of content, if you go back, if you're a technical person looking to up-level your career, is amazing. It doesn't just, you know... It's not it's VMware oriented, but it's not limited to VMware topics. Definitely go check them out. Yep. 
Yeah, yeah. And on the expert application side in the chat, see that could be some people are going, wow, I did all these things. And if you don't put them in the app, then it requires us to have to click through and look. So we do click through and look on all people, yeah. but because some people just put an app in and they list their blog, right? And, right. Uh, Here's the, and it's like, you know, you could tell us what you blogged about, list like the seven or eight blogs you did last year, or that use the VMUG or things you did do. It's because if it's just your blog name with your twiddle hander and I'm applying, and you don't put time in on the app, the little word says describe what you did, that means that we have to sit down and march through and take 15 minutes, right? And when you're doing 2,000 of them, that just takes hours and hours. Yeah, so I always recommend nice. when people are doing things like this, submitting applications, whether it be for a job or for a status, that you just make it easy for the person who's right. reviewing your application. Right. Put everything down, most important to least important, like yeah. that order, all the links so they can just you know, copy, paste, or click, you know, don't. And, and it's so easy when people do that because you, you get the little description and it has like 20 elements in it. Right. And you just go, yep, there yeah. you go. Click, approve, next. Yeah. Because, right? you know, we just want to get through the, get through it, get it done. Right. So um, you can imagine if, you know, you put yourself in, in somebody's shoes who, who's reviewing 2,000, probably the first thing that happens is you go through and you go and do all the easy yeses. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. The, the thing, the people that you can say yes to within right. like a minute. And and if you can do that, that still takes two thousand minutes. Right. right. So anyway, back to call for papers. Uh, closing on the thirteenth. Um, get them in. VMTN's V brown bag is going to send out invites to people. We're going to get to see all the papers that got rejected, and then we're going to go through and try to pull a lot of those rejections that we think are really cool back in and get them into slots ahead of time. And then V brown bag has open open anyway, so you can just go submit your idea to V brown bag directly. Very um, nice. And so that'll that'll be happening. So stay tuned. For that, get your papers in, and uh, I don't know when the final nomination date is, where, where they're going to close that, sometime in late May, early June, I think, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm being told by Katie Bradley, who's, you know, uh, doing the live stream. Hi, live stream folks. It's going to be June 12th or something like that when they eventually do the announcements, when the papers accept or not. So get them in, and uh, that's it for the news. So let's move on. Kyle, ready? Uh, let's see, Senior Technical Marketing Engineer uh, for vSphere. That's what his title is. And he also does a lot of power CLI stuff. How are you doing, Kyle? You're on the show, right? Yes, I am here. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, no, thanks for, thanks for coming back. Uh, and thanks for uh, all the support you do for, in the community. So uh, big, big, big time in, in, in the world of power CLI, 10.0, um, or 10, as we're calling it. And nobody wants to call it X, which is cool. Uh, you're you're out with a uh, with a new version. So uh, how's it going? Why don't you before you get into ten, just give us a you know the one minute elevator pitch, uh, who you are and what you do in the ecosystem in the community, and then we'll get into PowerCLI ten. Yes, yeah, certainly. Uh, so I'm a senior technical marketing engineer for VMware's R and D group, uh, specifically for the CPBU or the Cloud Platform Business Unit. That's primarily uh, covers vSphere as well as the VMware Cloud on AWS offering. Uh, of which case I'm covering both of those right now as far as the automation space. Nice. Uh, nice. All right. Great. Great. And, uh, uh, and then and also I, I want to add that uh, I actually do have a, uh, have a guest appearance today by, our, uh, by the product manager for Power CLI as well as the rest of the CLIs as well. Uh, I believe he is masquerading as guest six, and that's Jake Robinson. So Ooh, Jake let's Robinson. see if he can use his, uh, use his microphone, if he can be unmuted. Hello. Hey. There we go. There's Jake. It works. Thanks. That's amazing. Yeah. Awesome. The magic of TalkShoe, right? It, it still kind of hangs in there. <laughs> uh, 
So great, great. Uh, Jake, why don't you tell, give us a little bit of who you are, one-minute elevator pitch, who you are, how long you've been at VMware, what do you do? Sure. Um, man, I've been at VMware for going on five years now. Um, sort of took a break from the community um, over in vCloud Air, uh, but before that, I blogged a lot at geekafter5.com, uh, did a lot with um, uh, vCloud Director, but... Uh, so, so, so worked over in uh, vCloud Air doing automation stuff and then uh, got uh, tapped by Alan to take over the, the product management position for PowerCLI and been doing that for a little over a year now. Yeah, neat, neat. All right, thanks. So Jake and Kyle, um, who wants to tell us about uh, 10 and uh, what you're excited about? I'll go ahead and start off. Uh, so. Yeah, we we already see some comments in the uh, in the uh, in the chat here about the version change. So you know everybody knew that uh, PowerCLI was going through a little bit of a process of of change. You know we moved from snap-ins to modules. Uh, we moved from the MSI installer. We moved over to uh, to the PowerShell gallery to really make it easy. Uh, for, for anybody using PowerCLI to get direct access to those modules and make them available. Um, so we're, we're going to take it a step further here, and we changed it to PowerCLI 10 uh, because, you know, over the years we've also changed the name. So we moved from it being vSphere uh, PowerCLI, and now we're VMware PowerCLI. Now that's kind of been there for a while, but the important thing about the version number change this time is that we're essentially separating ourselves from the vSphere uh, numbering. You know, because we're doing so much more than just vSphere these days. We have modules for Horizon, VROps, VMware Cloud on AWS. You know, we have all these other modules that are doing things and interacting with other products within the VMware stack. So you know, it was really time to, to kind of go out on our own. And as far as why 10, you know, PowerCLI has been around for 10 years now. You know, that's a, it's just perfect timing to change it to that. So right. I, I think that one was, was pretty big. Uh, and then the other really big thing about PowerCLI 10 is it's multi-platform. It is supported in multi-platform. So now I don't need to have a, a Windows either Jumpbox or, or Fusion uh, system that has PowerShell installed on it. Thanks to Microsoft, I can install PowerShell Core 6 on my local Mac system, and then I can start using the PowerCLI modules just in the same way that I would from a Windows system. So you know, uh, that's mind-blowing from that aspect. Is this, is this release tied to PowerShell 6? I know that's a couple months uh, out now. Uh, no, so this is not tied to, to PowerShell 6 at all. Uh, your Windows systems that are still using 3, 4, 5, 5.1, they can all make use of this. So it doesn't matter. It's multi-platform. Use it on Windows. Use it on Linux. Use it on, on Mac OS. You're all set. You're good to go. And, of course, you know, yeah, I was going to say Mac and Linux, you, you know, obviously PowerShell 6 is the only version of PowerShell supported in the, on those OSs, but uh, the uh, the PowerCLI modules work on um, all platforms, whether you're running, you know, PowerShell 3, like Kyle said, or you're running PowerShell 6 on Mac OS or uh, Linux. Cool. I know that you came on, I think, on Podcast 376, so if people want to hear about uh, kind of the stuff you're talking about as you were running up to, you know, changing the architecture, the modules, um, 
you know, you can go back and listen to our uh, podcast 376 on TalkShoe and uh, you can listen to Kyle talk all about that. That was well. a great deep dive on the, the right. reasoning behind doing that and the ease of use. Right. Um, so, so good. So you, you, you described 10. One other, one other thing. What number were you on before we went to 10? We were on 654. 654. That's such a marketing thing. I love that. Right. We're, we're on 10 now. Yeah. Well, yeah. we're three and a half better. Yeah. Right, so. <laughs> hey, it's okay. it's pronounced ten. It's not pronounced X. Just, just so you yeah. know, it's pronounced Power CLI, not anything else you've heard in the community. Right. Well, that's right. interesting because every time we interview um, Europeans, uh, they seem to say Power Clean. Well, then it would be Power Clean X, and we're not going for that. Ooh. Did, did I hear that Microsoft <laughs> also PowerShell is on Linux, or do, am I dreaming that? Nope, you are not dreaming. It is is out and cross-platform now. Right. Yep, it is a real thing. That's going to be so nice. So um, so I, I remember when you were on the podcast before, you talked about the modules, you talked about your re-architecting. Uh, is there anything interesting in 10 besides a name change? Yeah, so you know, we, we do have a couple more things that we're going on here. You know, it wasn't just adding multi-platform support. Um, we did uh, actually one of the other things that I, I should note. Um, this isn't really a, um, a a feature or anything of that nature. This is making PowerCLI a little more secure, and we changed up the way that the default certificate handling works. Uh, so in uh, versions prior. If you had a self-signed cert or something along those lines, you would get a warning and then you could just continue forward. Well, we've kind of fixed that now. So instead of allowing you to go forward, you basically have to tell it. You know, say, you know, hey, we definitely want this to go forward. We do want to, to connect to this vCenter server. We understand that this is an invalid certificate. Um, so that's a lot of things that, that people need to be aware of when they're starting to install PowerCLI 10 is that there is that change in certificate handling. Uh, so you know, keep that in mind. Uh, and then another really cool thing that, that came out with, with PowerCLI 10 uh, was a lot of the issues that have been resolved. Uh, the, the community has done a fantastic job at embracing uh, the usage of PowerCLI and reporting back some of the issues that they're seeing, some of the things that they don't like. And so we're actually getting to the point where as the release process uh, starts to uh, you know be faster, we can also start rolling in these fixes a whole lot faster as well. Uh, so I, at least four of the uh, the issue fixes came directly from the community of people going, you know, hey, it would be really nice if this could work, or hey, I'm pretty certain this is a bug and this shouldn't be working in this way. So we're also starting to to knock those parts out as well. Okay. I got a question on that. Um, are you guys using AHA publicly to do your voting on issues? I heard a rumor that maybe you guys were using AHA as a kind of a, an aggregator of items that could be collected from the community and then vote those up and down. Is that, am I, am I drunk or is that what you're doing? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, was, that was Jake's brainchild. So Jake, you want to talk about that? Yeah, so no. I came, I, when I yeah. came on board as the product manager, the first thing um, I almost uh, went crazy over was just the sheer amount of um, feature requests coming in from all different directions, from from customers, uh, TAMs, from VMUG meetings, from VMworld. I, you know, 
there was no central place for me to track this and also gauge uh, the the priority. So uh, I wanted a place where um, people could publicly come in, put in their feature requests, and then uh, get votes on those feature requests. So I, I could gauge how many um, you know people that that uh, want this, uh, rather than have just one big customer come in and say, "I want this feature." It's probably not exactly the right way to look at it. I want to I want to help out as many people as I can. Well, you know, which will, will affect priority. So uh, everybody now can uh, go to uh, vmware.com/go/powercli. There's a little link to the PowerCLI feature request page sort of over on the right side where the downloaded documentation is. They can go in there and they can put in their feature request and um, you know, advertise that and get as many votes as, as uh, you can on it. And I'm constantly going through there and grooming it. And um, you've already seen things in uh, PowerCLI 10 that have, have made it uh, into the release. So uh, it does work. Uh, we do listen, and I look forward um, in the future to keep on doing that. Yeah, that's actually really neat because uh, we, we've done ID. They call it ID, ideation in the social and community space, but ideation only works if you have someone like yourself who's willing to come in and engage and say, "No, we're not doing this one. Yes, we could do this one," and provide feedback to some of these ideas. So, really appreciate you doing that. And uh, we're actually modeling some of that work you did there. Um, in some of the cloud stuff we're doing in community building, right? Oh, so very cool. you not only impact what you're doing with PowerCLI, so thanks for coming in and making that happen, but we've seen that and we're like, hey, that's something we can do and other product managers at VMware are starting to say, hey, I could do that too. So, you know, thanks for being a thought leader there and making that happen because that gives community members feedback and then it's great to have that bi-directional communication with you to where you explain yes, no, maybe, and give some backstory on some of that stuff. So that's super cool. Yeah, that feedback loop is, is really, really valuable. So Jake, maybe you can um, give us the insight into the mind of a PM. How difficult is it to convince people to not build the tool and instead of, instead go out and use something like aha.io? Hmm. Um. You know, for, for me, it was, um, you know, when you have a, a, a large group of people that all need to do the same thing, you're going to get a large um, um, group of answers, right? They're all going to be different in one way or another. And, you know, PowerCLI is primarily an, an autonomous uh, application. So we don't necessarily follow vSphere releases. We release much more often now than, than uh, vSphere does. Um, so we're, you know, we really wanted to um, have some autonomy there, and it needed to get done. So we just sort of got it done. Um, but uh, you know, at the same time, you know, we we do need to think about being good team players for other VMware products. And I've had a lot of good conversations uh, with other product managers um, at VMware that are looking to do uh, sort of shorten this feedback loop, as you said, um, with something like Aha. So. Um, you know, VMware Cloud on AWS is already doing this. I'm not sure if it's public yet or not, but uh, if, you're a, if you're a VMware Cloud on AWS user, um, you, uh, any feature request that you have will go into AHA and the PMs use that to manage that. Um, vCloud Director is, um, you know, even thinking about 
um, you know, putting that into vCloud Director itself. So you could, uh, inside the vCloud Director UI, click on a button, put in a feature request, and it goes to the, the uh, AHA system. Um, in terms of, like, you know, how we came across that decision, we looked at different offerings out there. Um, you know, Microsoft is using uh, user voice, I think, and uh, there, were, there were just some integration things that are lacking. Um, so there's some technical... Uh, limitations there that um, you know we wanted to use. I want to build more of this automated workflow that you know feature requests from AHA uh, could then get turned into user stories in Jira for for the developers. So it's never it's not necessarily a one to one correlation, but uh, that that helps the process along the way. Got it. Got it. My next question is: um, Is supporting a product like VMware Cloud on AWS with their you know, very accelerated uh, development and release cycle, is that affecting how you guys do development and releases of PowerCLI? Um, <laughs> so the, um, it's a funny thing because I, PowerCLI, um, me as a PM, I actually report up through uh, v, the VMC uh, group now. So, um, you know, certainly they are, understanding and that we support a lot more than VMC, but I would say the entire organization, not just PowerCLI, is really focused on uh, VMware Cloud on AWS. Uh, we, we really want to have a comfortable, um, easy to use, flexible cloud uh, infrastructure platform for our customers to use. So it's a, it's a big company effort. Um, and uh, you know, I do I do get requests, uh, and we're doing a lot of work uh, in the VMC area, but we're certainly not sloughing off on, say, the next version of vSphere that you know will come out. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting uh, to, not to change subjects too much, but uh, you know, there's cloud, there's provision of cloud, there's DevOps, there's IT people moving from from traditional on-prem uh, control and management to now the hybrid cloud control and management. And Kyle, I know you're on the call. We, we've talked to you about the places you're going to, to talk about DevOps, right, and, and our DevOps strategy, right, and how are we presenting DevOps to, to the world for doing management, right, where you're not provisioning machines and putting them in the racks anymore. Now you've got this hybrid cloud environment. You've got AWS out there. You still have to provision things. You have to actually manage, and PowerCLI is a, a big piece of that. So, Kyle, you're, you're out on the road talking to people about PowerCLI, we talked about you know the couple strategies to manage this, but PowerCLI is a big one. There's obviously the vSphere REST APIs. Uh, we talk a little bit about now that there's a Python library that allows you to also Hi, do. High yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so so Kyle, how is uh, how is that going? You're out engaging with uh, people. Are you seeing people actually look at PowerCLI as now kind of the the default standard way to do DevOps, you know, provisioning uh, through with VMware products? Well, a lot of that, I think, depends on what the background is of that developer or, uh, you know, that person that's making that leap from admin to developer. Uh, you know, so we have, you know, any number of ways that, that we can enable the folks who are using our products to better automate their environments. You know, and, and you talked about quite a few of them there. Now, a lot of people are more comfortable with PowerShell, so PowerCLI becomes, you know, the, just, you know, 
the obvious choice. Then we also have a lot of different things that are out there too that you can now access those vSphere RESTful APIs, those VMware Cloud on AWS RESTful APIs. Uh, we've got things like the, our open source SDKs, uh, the vSphere Automation SDKs. We've got Python, we've got Ruby, Java, uh, all kinds of stuff like that. And then, yeah, we, we even have the, uh, the PyV Mommies, the RBV Mommies, uh, and a, uh, what's going on, GoV Mommy, uh, so that you can talk to even the SOAP APIs. So, you know, basically what we're trying to get to is to the point where we're enabling the folks who are using our products to pick out whatever they want to to automate their environment the way that they want to. And that's a lot of, about what I do, you know, because I, I want to be able to, to talk to pretty much any one of those items uh, to make sure that we're, we're enabling our, our customers in, in the right way and that we're doing things in the way that they expect us to be doing them. Yeah, that makes sense. And from the, from the IT practitioner, um, I, I kind of look at IT practitioners and not going jumping right to engineering or do development, but actually IT practitioners moving into that mid-center DevOps role where you are doing automation and maybe you're becoming the specialist that works with this you know, engineering department to, you know, to build in the necessary automation to control your infrastructure dynamically through the app. But you're kind of in that middle where you're operational developer of DevOps, dev developer operations. Um, in the old days, we used to call that release engineering <laughs> where we were RE, build, test, and, 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 right. and then we didn't do deploy, but they're kind of falling into that space. Do you see IT people now starting to recognize this? And you know, if they've been doing Power CLI, are they starting to step up to the next level of Power CLI programming? Yeah, yeah. It's certainly becoming a whole lot more prevalent. And then even the ones who, who really aren't taking that direction, they, they aren't seeing that path forward. Uh, you know, I'm going out to, to VMUGS. I actually have two VMUG user conferences coming up here shortly, uh, one in Seattle and one in St. Louis, uh, where, you know, basically the, the keynote that I'm doing, and, you know, I, I think this is important enough that it's, it's worthy of a keynote, is essentially, you know, the title is automation. It's not just for developers anymore. And, you know, it's trying to get some of these folks who, who either, you know, they're kind of scared of automation or they, they just really like the, the GUI. You know, they're trying to, to bring them into, uh, you know, expanding their skill set. You know, because even if you don't want to become like a hardcore programmer, developer, or anything of that nature, you know, you should still know some of the basics because a lot of the, the more advanced customers that I'm talking to, you know, they're starting to get to the point where they're, you know, even their documentation is changing so that they're not documenting like what settings are, but they're documenting it as code. You know, mm -hmm. essentially moving into that whole uh, instance of infrastructure as code, where instead of writing all these things out, you have this thing that you can go through and check and validate against your environment and say, yep, we are in compliance with this. We can hand this off to, uh, you know, any kind of auditors or higher ups. Uh, along those lines and say, yeah, you know, these are literally the settings that we're applying. We have fail-safes, we have corrective actions, and we're good to go. Uh, you know, so that's, that's a lot of what I, I try and, and kind of go out and talk to people about and try and get them more familiar uh, with those kind of practices. Yep, sorry. So you're one guy, and I know we're talking to you about maybe doing some live streams. We're recording you and publishing you out as part of the code program so that we can scale you out a little bit. Uh, we got people in chat going, hey, come to our VMUGs, right? So, and it's, it's poor one, it's one guy. Are we scaling out kind of this training? Do we have, you know, uh, 
training modules that VMware offers are around this subject. I, I think we have a hands-on lab for PowerCLI. Um, where are we going with regard to kind of scaling this out? So if you're just a customer, want to get in, you know, trained, how do, I, how do I go about doing that? Yeah, so we have quite a few options there. Uh, hands-on labs is, is definitely the, uh, the, the most immediate way to access some of these concepts and ideas. Uh, we have one for directly for PowerCLI. We have some for our uh, open sourced SDKs that deal with our RESTful APIs for vSphere. Uh, and then at the same time, because of how, the, how wide PowerCLI covers uh, area-wise, you know, if you look at almost every other module within the hands-on labs, there's probably going to be some kind of focus on PowerCLI or bare minimum, PowerCLI is going to be installed in that lab. So, you know, even if you don't want to, you know, or you don't have a test environment or you don't want to play around with things in, in your test lab, you can use the hands-on lab, uh, you know, because you can mess that up, say destroy, recreate, and then you're, you're back up and running. Now, okay. we're also doing some other things. Like just last week, I was at a PowerCLI workshop in Sacramento uh, where basically we took anybody who, you know, we had people in the room who had never opened up PowerShell before, uh, all the way up to a couple Python developers who, you know, they were just trying to, to make sure that they could keep up with some of their, uh, some of the stuff that their, their DevOps and, and admin folks were doing, uh, you know, to try and help, you know, make that connection, to help make sure that they're comfortable with that and walk through some labs and, and some typical admin type um, scenarios. Uh, and then, you know, there's always VMworld. Uh, there's reaching out and talking in the VMware code Slack. Uh, we've got a really, uh, <laughs> really popular channel for PowerCLI. Um, and yep. we've got quite a few users in, in several of the other channels as well, anywhere from, from Puppet to uh, even Photon and, and uh, vSphere integrated containers uh, to, you know, PyVMommy. I mean, it's, it's, you know, pretty healthy across the board. Uh, and then we also have a couple training classes as well. Uh, so I know there's at least one training course for uh, using PowerCLI and VRO, or vRealize Orchestrator. Uh, so that's a, that's a formalized VMware education course that, uh, that anybody can go out there and take. Um, it's, it's a pretty good one. I, I would definitely recommend it. It goes, uh, it goes pretty deep. Uh, so, you know, definitely be, be ready and prepared to, uh, to push the boundaries of, of your knowledge. It was an interesting one even for me. Okay. So we, we've got uh, lots of things that are going on. And, and uh, you know, the, the one thing that I'm missing out on here is it is fantastic the amount of enablement and the amount of involvement that the community is having. You know, so I'm, I'm reading the chat messages here, uh, like the, the Dutch VMUG. You know, I don't even get invited to some of those places because they have such a fantastic community who's going out there and doing sessions. You know, we've got people out there that's like Luke Deacons who, I mean, he's just a beast. You know, he, he can answer threads in the VMTN communities faster than, than most people can just make the threads. So it, it's extremely impressive. Um, there's a lot of other folks that are out there in the community uh, doing things as well. So, you know, don't let me just isolate that directly to, uh, to Luke there. Uh, but, you know, the community is doing fantastic. I think Jake was actually at the uh, Connecticut VMUG last week, and Scott Driver, who you guys have had on, on the podcast before, gave a really great session about using PowerCLI. So, you know, some of the times you don't even need somebody from VMware. There are amazing people in the community 
that are, are more than willing to, to share their knowledge and, and what they've learned. Okay. Um, I got a different topic that uh, I'll, I'll hit Jake, but if you want to follow up. Uh, yeah, just a, yeah, just a quick shout out to Luke. Like, he has a great book. Um, uh, I think it's uh, Automating vSphere Administration with, with uh, Power CLI. Uh, that's off yep. the top of my head. I, I don't remember the exact title, but it's just a just a terrific reference. So um, yeah, there's great resources out there, and there's five options. You gave five great options for educating yourself, right? Yeah. Um, you know, most of us in tech, you know, we're doers. We start with doing. So just jump on that hands-on lab, and that'll that'll give you some insight, right, into uh, what your gaps are and then uh, what you need to do to pursue it. So. I think you should just not learn anything, go try to do it, and then you know, do it really long, take a long time, and then come back and loop back on some kind of training and go, oh, I should have done that first. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's what we normally do. That's right? what we always yeah, that's do. What, that's what we do. But there sounds like a lot of great resources. I'll switch gear here for a second. Jake, and we'll, we'll talk about uh, 10. Um, so you know, when I upgrade my iPhone, I always get a like, oh, this is what it fixed, and it says like two things. Where do people go learn about all the things that did get fixed? in PowerSale i10. If you guys are talking about this release being one of these we fixed things release, where do people go read about that? Is there a document that's part of the release notes on some of the stuff that is in 10 that you guys address? Uh, hey, code.vmware.com. That's the place to go. Click on the PowerSale i button there and uh, you'll find information on the latest version, uh, release notes, change log. So sometimes things won't make the change log. If we sort of move things around, uh, I'm sorry, some, some things won't make the release notes, but they will be in the change log. So if we move things around but didn't, didn't really change behavior, it'll, it'll be in there. Um, but code.vmware.com is your home for all things PowerCLI. Very nice. Very nice. Great resource. Nice. Nice. Um, still on the 10, 10 subject, because uh, this is podcast about 10. Um, Kyle, are there other things, anything, any deep dive subject that you think would be uh, worth mention uh, on 10? Uh, so I wouldn't say that it's particularly around 10, uh, but we do have a couple of blog posts that are out on uh, the PowerCLI blog about interacting with the uh, VMware Cloud on AWS module, as well as the NSXT module. Uh, those are definitely things that are, are picking up and getting a whole lot more traction. Uh, we just had a really good uh, request from the community yesterday about some things that, uh, that should be added to uh, the, the VMware Cloud on AWS module, or rather the community module, because it actually got tossed together yesterday by myself and, and added to the community uh, repo there. So. Uh, those are definitely cool things to to look at, and then uh, probably the next big uh, you know quote unquote deep dive is going to be around the installation process. Uh, now that we can do this on on Macs, because there there's a little right. bit of a change. You know, may, you know, you're probably a little unfamiliar with installing PowerShell on a Mac. So um, that that's been an interesting one. Most of my questions so far have been around. Okay, so how do I how does this work? How do I how do I get this downloaded and installed? It's, you know, it's a little foreign to people who are very native to, to Mac, Mac OS. Got it. Yeah, is there actually command line stuff you have to do? Because most Mac people are like, what? Got a huh? shell? Yeah, there's LS minus L down there. Um, uh, so that's totally cool. a goal, too. There's, there are multiple ways to, to get PowerShell on your system. Nice, nice. That sounds good. Um, 
so that's exciting. The multi-platform is exciting. Uh, Linux support now is exciting. Don't have to ever look at Windows again. That's nice. I like that. It's just, you know, Microsoft actually has an interesting strategy with decoupling PowerShell from uh, Windows platform. That was that was pretty smart of them. Yeah, I think that uh, as long as you can, you know, run it in their cloud, they're probably going to be happy with that, right? Like uh, <laughs> now they support uh, vSphere and cloud and everything. So yep. that's that's neat. Uh, where are you guys going as we come up, to, you know, last 15 minutes or so? We were running, starting a little late, but... Um, where where are you guys going? Where do you see the the industry going? What are you hoping to accomplish in 2018? Well, we're going to continue tell? work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we're going to continue working on uh, 10.0. So, um, you know, there are still a number of PowerShell modules that um, need to be ported over to that multi-platform. So we've got the big ones that everybody uses. Sorry for the kids screaming in the background. Just got home on the East oh, Coast. You're so lucky. Um, Kids. Yay. <laughs> this is awesome. Um, uh, so, we're going to continue down that path. Uh, obviously, we're going to support any new versions of vSphere come out. So, any new uh, API features that uh, come with a new version of vSphere, you'll have those immediately available to you in PowerShell, PowerCLI. Um, what was the date again? What was that? What was the date of that release again? And what was the number, the official version number? That's a little jack. Huh? Yeah, I'm always trying yeah, to get people. Yeah, I'm what? what yeah. I'm I'm uh, Revrec is listening. I'm sure, but <laughs> do um, not to Mr. White. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, a couple of really fun things that that we're looking at that um, are probably the top feature requests um, on our feature request site, uh, the first one being Onyx. Um, so a lot of people loved Onyx. Um, basically, if you're not familiar with it, you could simply click click on things in the GUI, and it would spit out PowerCLI code for you. Um, oh, nice. So it was, a, it was a great learning tool. Um, if you didn't want to dig through the uh, API documentation, um, Onyx was there for you to sort of coach you along the way. You could sort of take what it spit out and uh, make modifications, and then uh, you have PowerCLI script. It was pretty amazing. So a little bit um, with, uh, you know, the change in our GUIs. So we went from, you know, the Flash, and now we're making a big push for the HTML5 interface. Um, and then also the change uh, of direction with the APIs as well. So we're moving from... Uh, SOAP APIs to REST APIs, which is super important, super helpful. Um, but uh, Onyx, Onyx relies on both of those things. So Onyx took a break for a while. Uh, I would like to see Onyx. Um, it's been a VMware fling for going on eight, nine years now. I'd like to I'd like it to see uh, like to see it become an actual product. So keep an eye on that. Uh, the other big thing, you know, when we talk about DevOps, is uh, configuration management. And, um, you know, Microsoft Desired State config Configuration, or DSC, um, has really some potential to enable all sorts of configuration management systems. So if you look at Puppet, or you look at Shelf, or you look at Ansible, or SaltStack, or, you know, any of these, uh, they all have Microsoft DSC um, uh, sort of harnesses in them. Um, so if VMware... PowerCLI was able to create these DSC resources, you could really um, 
make some magic happen with any um, configuration management system that you want. So that'll be really interesting in 2018 as well um, to maybe maybe see some some stuff come up for, out, out for that. That is interesting. That's like I want to say the third or fourth mention of a desired desired state config on the podcast in the last year. So it's, uh, we'll yeah. keep an eye out. For comes that. comes back into the the overall you know PowerShell taking over all DevOps things. It's <laughs> right. going to be like then we're going to productize it, put a happy GUI on it, you know, and then yeah, all right, there we go. On and we're it. back to GUI. Yeah, yeah, back to GUI. <laughs> um, Kyle, I know that I sat down with you and looked at some of the events that you're going to be trying to cover this year, right? Uh, there are a bunch of DevOps out the events out there. Microsoft is having uh, uh, an event. We're trying to figure out how to get to AWS in the end of the year. Uh, you want to you want to talk a little bit about uh, where you're going to be throughout the year, Kyle, in case people that are listening want to go out and find you and say hello. Yeah, so I am so far scheduled to be at uh, the Seattle and St. Louis VMUG user cons. Uh, those are going to be big ones. The PowerShell Summit uh, that's up in Seattle, Jake is going to be there as well. Uh, we have a couple of the PowerCLI engineers that are going to be there too, so that is going to be extremely exciting. Uh, we are actually sponsoring one of the evening events. We have a session that's essentially going to be, uh, you know, ask the Power CLI engineers. Uh, so that's it. It's going to be really cool. It's uh, going to be a treat for for the folks who are able to attend that. Um, let's see what else do I have? I have all kinds of stuff that's coming up. Uh, several other VMUG user cons um, are coming. Uh, anywhere from I think Kansas City, uh, Indianapolis, of course, one of my favorites. Um, and then there was one other that I'm spacing on, but uh, I'm sure we'll talk before then. Uh, so and I am very happy that I was uh, the only session selected at Dell Technologies World that is related to PowerShell. So that's going to be an exciting one as well. Nice. I know that we're going to be there. We're going to be doing some social. Tommy Berry on our team is going to be there. So try to do very some cool. social because this world, this year, you know, the the Dell EMC world has just gone Dell world and it's going to be Dell and Dell technology partners and we're technology partners. So the ship of the, the, the conference is going to be a little yeah. bit different. Pat Gelsinger is going to be there talking about it. So if you happen to be in Vegas in May, um, the Dell technology world is going to be pretty interesting this year where we're going to have footprint. So Kyle, that's awesome. Uh, glad you're going to be there. Very cool. Me too. I'm uh, very excited with that news. Yeah, very very good. Uh, you're on Twitter, Kyle. Uh, what's your what's your Twitter handle so people can follow you and figure out where you're going to be and where you're at? What's your what's your Twitter handle? Uh, I am at K M R U D D Y. So at K M Ruddy. K M Ruddy. Uh, and Jake, what would, I assume that maybe you're on Twitter, but otherwise you just go to go go check out uh, codewmr.com and the PowerCLI stuff and go interact with the voting app. And I'm sure Jake will be will be there listening. But Jake, uh, are you on Twitter? Uh, I am. I am Jake Robinson on Twitter, GitHub, and uh, the VMware Code Slack. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if you join the code program, you get uh, invited to Slack, and you can be in that Slack channel and, and talk directly to Jake. So that's also very cool. So thanks for everybody. Thanks for you two doing that and being in the community as always. So it's, it's awesome. Um, looking forward to some cool papers at VMworld this year. So don't forget to... Uh, Get your papers in, and uh, Kyle, Jake, I'm sure we'll we'll have some good PowerCLI content there as well. We'll probably be on version 10 for the rest of the year, right? 
<laughs> you can um, answer my questions. You just can't answer John's questions. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, st- we'll stay on 10 for a little bit. Yeah, 10 will, 10 will be there for a while. I assume we'll get some dot releases out the rest of the year, so that's cool. And follow the follow feature voting. I, I think that's awesome, right? So we get to see the status of things. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Aha.io. Uh, any last words from either one of you? Uh, Kyle, what's your last words? Uh, download PowerSeal i10. You know, get it as soon as possible. Get upgraded yeah. to the latest and greatest. And if you're on a Mac, you don't have to mess with Windows now. You can go get that set up. That should be fun. I'm going to go do that because... I need another app, Mac app on my Mac. I got a bazillion. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hopefully, I have the the drag applications installation version. And Jake, uh, Jake Robinson, that's it. Uh, thanks a lot for uh, being on the show and uh, being a guest on the show too. So cool. Um, and I'm sure we'll we'll get you guys back sometime in the, in the next year, probably uh, to talk a little bit about what's going to happen at VMworld. So keep up the good work, and we'll follow follow you along. Uh, visit code. Uh, Go on Slack, chat with these guys. Uh, really, really neat. And before we let everybody go and say thank you, um, uh, I, I'm getting requests on the chat. Uh, John White, uh, we need the we need the Bay Area. Report. Yeah, yeah, the state of the Bay. I actually got a, a Twitter DM about that. Hey, you skipped it. Yes, yes. Uh, I'm going to tell you what happened today. It was sunny and and actually vaguely warm for the first time. So. You know, the the state of the bay was it was too nice out to pay attention to the water. I was looking at the sky. <laughs> the sky is blue. Yes. <laughs> Everything is good. That is true. We, we were, for all of you up in the northeast, uh, we were actually at 31 degrees the other night, so it was officially cold. Yes, right? below freezing. So so there you go. And it has been chilly for the last uh, couple of weeks, so uh, we're getting a little bit of sunshine, so that's nice. Uh well, that's, you heard it here. That's what the Bay's doing in Silicon Valley. Uh, thanks, uh, Kyle. Thank you very much for being on the show. Uh, always nice to have you on. Jake, same. Um, I hope everybody has a great week. Thanks, guys, for being here. Thank Cheers. you. Yep. Uh, that's the end. I'm going to hit the big uh, red stop button now, and we'll get on with our day. Thanks for everybody being in the chat. Always good to see everybody here. Go listen to that live stream uh, cloud announcement. Pat Gelsinger was awesome. So was Ray O'Farrell, and some of the other people were on. It was really nice. Check out the new graphics. thought that was cool. And have a great weekend, and we'll be back again next week. Until then, take it easy. <laughs>